Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Bay Takes Podcast. My name is Mikey. And I'm Gus. And today we're going to be talking about the Rookie of the Year Award, which is uh, kind of a tight race between two guys. And there's another guy, or maybe even two guys coming on that, that are making some buzz. And then uh, we're going to give our all-rookie teams first and second team. Well, let's get right into it. All right. So I think that there's two guys that you have to be going between for Rookie of the Year. I think the third guy is clearly Cade Cunningham. And I think that Jalen Green has made a huge leap in his game. And I actually think he's the best player um, at this very moment, averaging 22 points per game over the last two months. Cade Cunningham has also leveled up his game a lot, and he's averaging high numbers as well. But throughout the entirety of the season, it's between two guys. It's between Scotty Barnes and Evan Mobley. I have Evan Mobley. And this is because of his defensive uh, prowess and the way he's impacted the Cavaliers just as a, f- a first-year player. The Cavaliers are the number eight team in the Eastern Conference, and are likely to make the playoffs if they are to win one of their two games in the play-in. They've won 44 games, going from being one of the worst teams in the entire NBA to being now in playoff contention, or in the playoffs technically if you count the play-in as being in the playoffs. I think that them being a the number seven defensive team overall according to the defensive rating, and he is a top 10 defender in the NBA already as a rookie. So this just shows that his impact on this Cavaliers roster is allowing them to be um, just as good as they are. Now, you there's also other guys like Jarrett Allen, but because of the amount of games he played, he hasn't even uh, uh, been able to um, qualify to be in the uh, running for being a top 20 defender in the NBA as well. The Cavs are 3-7 and seven in their last 10 games while Evan Mobley has been injured. So this just shows you how much impact he has on their roster. Um, and I just think overall, them being this good and coming back from being one of the worst teams in the NBA shows how important Evan Mobley is. He's also 7 feet tall, um, which is just unreal. Uh, yeah, so overall I have Evan Mobley winning Rookie of the Year because of his stature, his defensive abilities, and you also have to remember that he without being a great defender, is still an amazing offensive player. It's just he is levels above everyone else on this list for uh, on the defensive side. Uh, I mean, I, I cannot agree more with uh, what you've said about Evan Mobley as a player. It's really hard for me to say this, but my rookie of the year is Scotty Barnes. Um, it's tough to explain. I think that Evan Mobley is the best defensive rookie in this class, and there's a way to say maybe he's the most impactful player in this class. But if we're talking about the best rookie this season, 
end-to-end. Scotty Barnes, and you can make efficiency question, like you question the efficiency or whatever it is. He has been one of the most versatile and impressive players in the NBA this season, period. And he's also uh, been, you know, available for the vast majority of the season, uh, while Mobley's missed some time, which I think gives him a slight edge. Again, availability is the best ability. I don't want to use that against Mobley, but I will say this. Scotty Barnes stepped onto a team where, you know, they had a lot of talent on that team, but with Kyle Lowry leaving, like, who was going to be that guy? And Fred Van Vliet's been great. Don't get me wrong. He, he's all-star level guy. Um, but you cannot tell me that Scotty Barnes has not been fantastic this season. He's been so much better offensively, which was the big question coming into this season, is that is Scotty Barnes going to be that guy offensively? 15, 8, and 4 a game on the season. It, that speaks for itself. The efficiency is not perfect, but he's going to get there, and he's not, like, that's not even the best part of his game. He's one of the most switchable and versatile defenders in the league, and while he might not be as good of a defender as Mobley, he's still a great defender and an, a key piece for Toronto, and Toronto's been a better team than Cleveland this season, uh, record-wise and just down the stretch. I think there, there's a decent chance that with all the Matisse-Thibel stuff going on, they could, they could give Philly a run for their money, um, and they're just a great team. Uh, to watch and to to talk about and and Scotty Barnes has been one of the most important players on that team start to end this season and uh, you just can't take away from him anything that he's done he's been he's been so so good uh, and yeah so I mean I don't want to take anything away from Mobley uh, I give Barnes a slight edge but if you have uh, between these two guys who both wear number four if you have Mobley in front I cannot blame you yeah I think that. The reason I have Moby a little bit higher, and sure, yeah, availability, but, you know, Moby still played 69 regular season games this year, so it's not like he's been super injury prone or anything, but, you know, if you're seven feet tall, you're going to have a little bit more injuries. It just comes with being that tall. But I think that their offensive stats are very comparable. I just think defensively, Evan Mobley is miles ahead, and that's why I think that I have him as rookie of the year. But their careers, I don't think you can make any clear distinction between these two guys. I think either of them, if you could go, they're going to they're gonna go neck and neck for sure for the rest of their careers. I mean, I would just say that I don't think it's as big of a difference as you are telling me. And you might, you might feel differently, but I think that there's a much closer gap. Now, Mobley is generational defensively, but Scotty Barnes is really good defensively. That's one of the reasons the Raptors drafted him. I don't think it's a miles difference, as you said. However, I do think that Mobley is better on that side. Moving on to our all-rookie teams, uh, we sort of did this together because when we were putting our teams together and we, we conferred and compared, we realized that we have virtually the same teams uh, because and the second team is a little more interesting because I think the first team is pretty much consensus. Yeah, it's very clear who you got, who you have at every position. So first, at the two guard positions, you have Cade and Jalen Green. Jalen Green, as I stated before, has been unreal. He scored 41 tonight and has been scoring 30 points a game seemingly every game in the past couple of weeks. Cade Cunningham has also been unreal as well. Um, clearly the best or best guard throughout the entire season this year. Um, and he definitely deserves to be that first spot and obviously has the potential to be the best guy in this class. It's just, you know, he's on the by far the worst team out of all of these guys. 
Um, and then next we have Scotty Barnes, who he has his rookie of the year, and then Evan Mobley, etc., um, who I have as rookie of the year. And then that forward position, we have Franz Wagner, who's also putting up 15 points per game. Um, so it's not like, it's, it's very clear who the top five guys are and all of these guys deserve to be here. Um, and it's really, really cool how four out of these five guys were also drafted in the top five as well. Cause that rarely happens, right? There's usually that, those few guys, you know, the tens that do really well, but all these guys are top 10, which is really cool that, te- that these teams actually drafted well for once. Yeah, My main takeaway from this draft class is that, I mean, the teams did well in the draft class. This has been one of those draft classes. Now you can make the argument that Mobley should have gone one or two, like even just watching out of college. I think I would have taken him over Jalen Green, but with the way Jalen Green has come on lately, I just like, you can justify each one of these picks, except for maybe Jalen Suggs. Uh, but he's been better and better as the season's gone on. Yeah, he's not even that bad. I mean, so. the efficiency is pretty poor. 21% from three, I believe, on the year. Uh, and he is actually not on either of our second teams. But he is really, really still very talented. And there's still a chance that he can become a star. Um, although I don't love him necessarily as a player... Uh, we're talking about, like, every one of these picks feels like there's a chance it could hit or it maybe already has hit. You can look through the top eight guys, top ten guys, top 15 guys in this draft. It's uh, Cade, Green, Mobley, Suggs, Barnes. uh, Who was number six? Giddy. Giddy, yeah. Giddy. And it's crazy. Someone who is getting two triple-doubles in a week. Is and the youngest guy ever to get a triple double, or second youngest guy ever to get a triple double, is not on the first team. That's how good this class was this year. And it's not just like I'm not saying that there's a guy from this class who will who will be in the goat conversation, who'll be a top ten player of all time. Evan Mobley has the potential because he's a seven foot guy who's extremely athletic. I mean, no, there is potential. Not but, goat. Okay, no one has the potential to be a goat. Okay, that's going to be almost virtually impossible. But I do say that this class, in terms of the sheer amount of good to very good players that it has produced, yeah. is one of the best of all time in the first year. Now, I maybe these guys will all be terrible next year, and we'll be going. This is the worst draft class of all time. But I just don't think so because I mean, yeah, three. I think there's three to four perennial all stars here, right? Like Cade, Green, Barnes, Mobley. I would say are more likely than not to be, have multiple all-stars under their belt in the next five years. And then you have Giddy, who is the potential, if he starts shooting it better and defending better, uh, to be like the, the number one option, number two option. Yeah, on the list. best passer in this yes, class. Yes, without a doubt. Um, Kaminga is an athletic freak who, like, people... I've, I've heard people put first-team all-NBA ceiling on him. I'm not saying that's the case, but you the athleticism... The, the athleticism, the, the discipline... It's ridiculous. And then there's guys who do it right now, which is Herb Jones, uh, a somewhat older rookie, Davion Mitchell, Chris Duarte, who came in and people were like, and even Bones Highland, maybe they're a little older, maybe they don't have as high a ceiling, but they're already good role players or starters on like teams that, at Io Desumu, uh, they're they're both just, I mean... I cannot fathom how good this draft class is. It's not about how amazing it is. Just It's so good, top to bottom. There's so many good basketball players. I think all of the guys after this top five that we talked about, so Giddy, uh, Ayo, Kaminga, Herb Jones, Shen Goon, 
Duarte, Mitchell, Bones Highland, Jalen Suggs, all of these guys will be in the league, I think, for the next 10 years. I don't think there's a guy in here who's just going to uh, sizzle sizzle out. Who's, flame out. Flame out, yeah. Um, any of these guys are just going to get go out of the league and just be terrible. I think all of these guys will be role players for the next co- uh, coming years. At least. Yeah, and all of these guys have the potential to be an all-star. Um, I don't know. I am not. I, I'm not the biggest supporter of uh, Jalen Suggs just because I feel like he's really inefficient, and maybe that's just because he's on the Magic. Um, but all of these other guys, I love watching them. I enjoy watching all of them, and I'm excited to see where their careers go. So, yeah. I mean, you can. So I feel like there's the one guy who like hasn't been amazing is Zaire Williams, who is still getting rotational minutes on the second best team in the Western Conference for the Grizzlies. James Booknight has been, I think, more of like a G League guy, but he is. I think he'll still have an NBA career. Josh Primo was given the Warriors buckets uh, last night. Uh, Chris Duarte, Moses Moody. Duarte was in the running for the Rookie of the Year in the very beginning of the yeah. year. People thought he was the best rookie in the class at the start of the year. Corey Kispert. has playing unreal. Yeah. He's been scoring 20 points, per, 20 points per game in a few different games uh, over the last couple of weeks. I mean, there's just like... Trey Mann put up 30 points. Um, Keon Johnson's also been pretty good. Isaiah Jackson's put up some numbers. Yeah, a lot of these guys have been putting up a ton of numbers. Trey Murphy gets rotational minutes on a team that could be a playoff team. Josh Christopher has a ton of potential. If you watch him play, he just doesn't get enough minutes. You see Quentin Grimes on the New York Knicks. They love Quentin Grimes, and, you know, the girls love him especially. Um, and you look at Cameron Thomas, who's also put up numbers a lot in the absence of the other stars in his team, and put up a game winner. So... Yeah, it's pretty much an And that's the first round, by the way, class. because we also still have Herb Jones. You have AO. You have uh, Joe Wieskamp, who gets minutes for the Spurs. Uh, I said AO. Uh, we also have uh, Kessler Edwards gets a little bit of playing time for the uh, uh, the Nets. Uh, Banton gets some minutes for the Raptors. Sharif Cooper scoring like 30 a game in the G League for the Hawks. And the best player in college basketball last year, Luka Garza. Uh, the 52nd pick, who I don't even think he does much. Like, this is how good this class is. Aaron Wiggins has done some stuff for the Thunder. I mean, like, the first round is really incredible, but there are guys top to bottom in this class that are good, and it just blows me away how impressive this draft class has been in the first year. You could make a, like, top five contender out of these rookies, I feel like. And I think this is just shows how much the NBA is going to improve in the coming years, right? There's so many good guys here, and I think that's just a test to the NBA is getting more and more talented as the years go on, and I think that this is the most talented the NBA has ever been. I can't disagree with you, and I think that the end the end of this, the end of this talented phase is going to be expansion. There's already rumors of a Las Vegas team, of a new Supersonics team in Seattle uh, that are starting up. And while you don't want to add, like, six teams to the league and make every team, like, much, much worse. We need more space for all this talent. Well, yeah, there's just, there's, just guys, there's just guys like Jonathan Kaminga who's playing, like, eight minutes in some games for the Warriors. And, like, he's, like, some people view him as a generational athlete. I think he's a generational athlete. And talent-wise, I mean, he has the potential to be a real, like, star. At the rate that it's going, the G League's going to win the Olympics next in the next <laughs> Olympics, right? Yeah, I mean, it's there's unreal. Just, there's just so much talent right now in the NBA. And I mean, this draft class coming up is going to be, you know, more really interesting. But like once a guy gets in the gym and once a guy gets on the court, like I just think 
you're going to see these guys that everyone's like, you know, the rookies, they, they need, a, there's a curve. But eventually, these guys are just showing that they, they're younger and younger guys picking up on on NBA stuff and becoming NBA-level players right now. I mean, who's telling me Paolo Bancaro can't be like Scotty Barnes? Or uh, like Chet Holmgren can't be Evan Mobley? Like, there's just... Each year, there's going to be guys who are just that good, who are going to... This draft class maybe is an outlier in some ways, but like you said, the NBA is, is just, like, the talent level is through the roof right now. So, I think that about wraps it up. If you guys have any comments, questions, concerns, let us know on Twitter and the thread for this podcast. And, yeah, we hope you enjoyed. And just as the NBA is getting better, we're getting better, too. Stay woke. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.